Did your favorite NFL team win the Super Bowl? No? Then the NFL Draft is your Super Bowl. I'm Danny Heifetz, and from now until the draft, we are turning our fantasy football show feed into the Ringer NFL Draft Show. Every Tuesday and Thursday, we talk about the top players and most important storylines for the NFL Draft. So join us on the Ringer NFL Draft Show. This episode is brought to you by Thomas's. Thomas's presents Technique with Tom. Slicing an English muffin with a butter blade? Boulder Dash. Just pull apart with your hands and marvel in the nooks and crannies splendor. For each one is unique like a snowflake. Thomas's. Huzzah! A toast to breakfast. This episode is brought to you by 7-Eleven. What if I told you you could get a big snack almost anywhere for less than five bucks? Let's talk 7-Eleven's $3 big meal deal with seven rewards. Big meal deal is a big bite hot dog and a large big gulp drink, and you won't find a better snack deal anywhere else. Here's what I put on my hot dog. Mustard. And that's it. That's it. I love a hot dog with mustard. Maybe if the chili, if I'm feeling it, if I'm feeling crazy, maybe a little chili, maybe a little nacho cheese, but I'm a hot dog and mustard guy. But if that sounds like your kind of bite, visit 7-Eleven, valid through 1725. 7-Eleven has the right to end this promotion early. Plus tax, applicable on large Big Gulp only. Participating U.S. stores only. See app for full terms. All rights reserved. I don't know how much more I have to do today. I've already solved technical issues. Which is, which is bro. technically your job. That's why you were hired on the first place. Technically, if we're just saying so that doing nonstop that. today, I, I fixed, fixed. I fixed Carlos's audio, so I'm producer. Producer, tech, host, Mike. What would you say With, a computer hang on, does? I, I haven't finished the name yet. Yep. With Jesse and Carlos. <laughs> see, see how that works? There you go. I don't like any of it, and I don't like the start of a show on a Monday with Mike talking tech talk. So let's get into I hate how are you? I hate two groups. I have to get to say this oh, first. I'm not doing any that, pleasantries. I, I thought that was the whole no, first topic. No, no, no banter. I want to get this off my no, chest. No, because it's I gonna am, be negative. I know. I'm it's actually negative I'm against pro negative it. people. I'm pro Here's it. the deal. I've never spent a dime with backyard breaks. I don't you love them. I don't care about the company at all. They're Although I like Nick. paying you a billion dollars. Quite frankly, they should be paying us <laughs> the exposure they get on this show. My God. No, I actually like Nick. I don't know his role there. I think he's a CEO. Uh, he's reached out privately a few times. We've spoken. Nice mm-hmm. kid. I say kid. He's like 10, 12 years younger than us. Like good, good on them. Great businessmen. They're doing big things in the hobby. He is Plenty not the of, guy, the main guy who's on the camera all no, the time. No, that's, that's his brother, Grant. That's his brother. Never spoken him or anybody else there. So I yeah. don't care about anything else that's ever happened with them. Um, the so other day, about them? so Saturday, well, it's, it's news in the hobby. Saturday, yeah. they did a huge live repack break that oh. sold for 128000 or 125000 I forget which. Donated everything to the Make-A-Wish Foundation. I that saw sounds the, awesome. I saw the story on social. I reposted it in the group, and I was like, hey, just cool to see some positivity in the hobby. I think you made the comment that that's a lot of money from a business in the hobby. Just cool that, that someone yeah. could do that in the hobby. Absolutely. Uh, the only other person I know who's done something on that scale, a privately owned business, I'm not talking like PSA or Panini or Fanatics or anything like that, okay. is Grand Slam, Nate Burns. He's donated like $200,000 to St. Jude. Crazy amounts That's of really money. cool. Okay. I posted it up. I was like, hey, a little positivity. There you go. Knowing though <laughs> that the group is full of donkeys. Did who, you actually expect that? The, I didn't the expect it as much as it was. Okay. People, two things just became so evident. Well, look at all the scamming they've done over the years. This is why they can afford to do it. Yep. I would encourage people 
to actually look into these scamming allegations. We talked about the Trevor Lawrence kaboom when it happened, mm-hmm. and it was made right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The loaded box thing was a theory that, quite frankly, I still don't believe. Yeah, I'm still curious as to what the evidence is, but people see enough headlines, and this goes for any company. People love headlines. They see something, a rumor, yes, and that's it. They just jump with it, right? So this whole thing became, well, when you scam, you can give away that kind of money. Faulty reasoning, useless remarks. It has nothing to do with it. There's never been anything proven. Just stupid, right? And again, I, I'm not paid by them. I'm not friends with them. I've been friendly with the one guy because he's reached out and I've reached out to him and he's a he's a big name in the hobby. It's an important person that we talk to once in a while. The second line of thinking and commenting was, again, I love that a group of people, because I guarantee the vast majority of these dudes right now mm-hmm. are wearing sweatpants <laughs> and have not left their basement yet today. I'm going to tell you right now, that talk is what instigates these kinds of people. You need to be negative to negative people. I don't know. Scummy the, people like this on the internet. Two don't make a right. That wouldn't be a saying if it weren't true. There's a lot of sayings that aren't true. Okay. Um, My well, deal hey, is cool. Well, hey, they're they're doing this as a tax write-off. Look at all this money they're saving. Mm-hmm. Just taxes 101. Not sure how many people understand this. If I give away $1,000, mm-hmm. it does not save me $1,000. I get to deduct I think people that. were saying though that that they thought that money was like buyers money like people their customers money of course it was customers that bought their but, product yeah that exactly they then gave but away. they were actually buying something there was it wasn't yeah. just a charitable donation from customers that they were then turning into charity they were Correct. getting something in exchange there needs to be more common sense and decency in this hobby can we talk about the bigger picture and all of it though is why is that your reaction? No matter if you have a reason of like, oh, like they they oh, did this in the past or sure. that. Why is the reaction to think, go. oh, I need to come down on this hard? Yeah, I, I just, need to. This th- is where I'm marking my place in the sand. No further will I see another St. Jude donation and not say Make how much. Whatever. How much garbage these people are. It was ridiculous to if see. guys put um, that much effort into going out and getting a job and contributing to society yes. as they did into commenting on that. Because again, I guarantee it's not the people who are active in the hobby who I know have successful businesses or do stuff. Yes. And here's another thing. Just because you're loaded and make a ton of money doesn't make you less generous when you give stuff away. Yeah. Like just because I have more money than some people, if I choose to give some of my money to somebody, mm-hmm. that's a generous act. Yeah. By the way, then people brought up the whole thing of, well, they're just doing this for publicity. Who cares? I don't care. I, I don't yeah. care why you're doing it. Make-A-Wish is going to benefit from this, and some kids are going to have some cool experiences. You know what? Those those guys are such suckers. They should give away $100,000 every week to charity. We'll just bash them all day long, and those stupid kids are going to get hundred grand every week. I don't even want this to become a backyard defending show, because that's not the point. The, oh, I don't the, care who it is. Right. The overall point to me is, Dude, if you're a social media guy, and I threw out probably 30 people from the group yesterday, I have no tolerance for people just oh, attacking. I was going to go in there today. You well, I did it again in. this morning, too, because okay. there's another story from a guy named Best Friend Cards. I've got his uh, I've got his real name, too, him and his kids. They had a really cool story at the Nashville show. Oh, thank God. Same, I thought you were same about thing, to by the way. A, ba- a guy who was doing bad no, stuff. No, no, no. Okay. Same thing, by the way. Him and his kids got, like, crapped on because he mentioned tithing in his post. Oh, my God. Why do you care what people do with their money? It is none of your business Exa- what mm. anybody does with their However. The other thought was like, well, you're making this much money. You can just give it away. So what? Not so what? People are generous whether they're rich or poor. I was a generous person when I had no money. Mm -hmm. I have a little bit of money now, and I try to continue to be generous. Generosity, though, is a trait that you have or you don't have. 
people just magically getting money doesn't make them generous. I'm sorry. I just, I've never found that to be the case. I know a lot of people with a lot more money than me who are as tight walleted and, and just not generous at all. Mm -hmm. And I know people who have far less than me who are just as generous as anybody I know. Overall point, there is still so much scum in this hobby that just lives on social media. And the other thing is there is so much jealousy because inevitably, whether it's Backyard, Monster Breaks, Mojo, any of these big companies we talk about, the other th topic that always comes up is, well, breakers are ruining the hobby anyways. I'm sorry that the hobby has evolved past what you co were collecting 15 years ago. Yep. You don't have to buy into breaks, but just because other people have made a business of doing it and have built a community of people around it, it's not a bad thing. I agree with I, it. Just so many garbage humans on social. I, I just, I do have to say though, if you look beyond it, there were a lot of really reasonable, yep. understanding people who Correct. still made comments of, hey, what are you talking about? I don't like them for this and such reason, yep, but, but this is a great thing. This is good. Correct. I make that post all day long if you want okay. to. Next post that I'll, well, we can talk about fun stuff and have a cute show. I'm just kidding. I do want to banter. Um, so this guy's name, uh, I don't know who, who is who, by the way. This is a good thing though, right? Yes. Okay. The good. Facebook name was Best Friend Cards. I asked him if I could get his names. Uh, Derek... Jordan and Tegan. Oh, Derek though is D A R R I C K. I don't know if that's the dad or the son. I don't approve -E of the spelling. D A R R I C K. Oh, D A. So Derek, Derek. I don't know. Doesn't matter. <sighs> Whoa, boy, this turned <laughs> negative fast. No, great. And I'm so about this was it. a cool story. They were set up at the card show last Saturday here in Nashville, which is an awesome show, by the way, run by a local guy named Jeff. Hundreds of tables. Guy does it the right way. I've gone to the show, set up many times. It's a great show. So. He, he just relates the story. Got the kids up at 6 a.m. Like, not, we're not going to be late. We're getting there 30 minutes early. We're setting for the show. They get up there. They set up. He says about 2 o'clock. Um, excuse me. The show ends at 2 o'clock. But before that, people were kind of packing up early. Told the kids, nope, we're staying till the very end. Like, we signed up to be here. We're staying here. 10 minutes later, they sold another $100 worth of cards. And then he's like, I explained to them, hey, if you had left early and quit on work, you wouldn't have made that. So good on them. Mm -hmm. Uh you know, then he explains how they went to, to Sonic and like, hey, this is like kind of what it would break down to hourly. Um, and then he also put in there too, which was just a simple one line. Uh, the first 10% of our earnings go to God. That's our tithing. That's what our faith, you know, their faith, whatever. Okay. Fine. Overall moral of the story that he goes on to say, like, this is what I want to do with the kids. Like it makes memories. It's showing them work ethic to be responsible, giving them a sense of like financial responsibility. Awesome story, right? Yes. Okay. And these kids look young. They're like, I don't know. 15 and younger. Same thing with that. Like a lot of guys are like, this is awesome. This is great. Other guys just crapping on this whole story. Mm. And again, I was just like, you know, it's, was this on Facebook? Yeah. Okay. To the point where like the guy literally was like, Hey, I love the group. I just shut the commenting off. Not worth it. I just, if you're in the hobby and, and these are not the people listening to the show anyways, because people like that only come around when there's something uh, newsworthy as they can just be outright outspoken of and crap on. Mm-hmm. But again, take the story for what it is. I don't care about your faith or religious beliefs or if you have any of those at all. Mm -hmm. it's, it was a minor line in the story. The overall point was good on this guy teaching his kids to get involved in the hobby and to be in the business. Period. I, I want to just go ahead and put this out there. If you're in our Facebook group, Sports Cards Nonsense, this is maybe if you think we're wrong and this is all us being snowflakes Leave. or whatever it's time for you to leave. You go back to the you basement. You can leave one way or the other. We'll ban you when you start making comments, or you can just go ahead and walk away now. That's fine. It's not going to hurt our feelings. 
Yeah, I just, my overall thought was there are positive things in the hobby that happen quite quite a bit. But when they do, they don't make headlines because, and I think that's part of it. Like I was actually hesitant to post the backyard story because I was like, oh, I'm going to get a bunch of stupid responses here. And I'm too petty, like to not respond to some of them. I noticed you commented on a lot of them. I did because I was like, you're a donkey. Like you don't get to talk to people like that in real life. And none of these people would ever, well, first of all, these people don't leave the cellar as we already talked about. So they're not ever making comments in real life about that. But if you just had as much energy into the positive things in the hobby as the negative, Dude, if we have a scamming story tomorrow and Sports Card Radio talks about somebody getting ripped off, everybody in the hobby knows about it. And people who have never bought into a break, who I never see active on any buy-sell trade pages, are all over it. You see this? Look what happened here. Mm-hmm. If you want a more positive hobby, and I'm not one of these positive, positive, positive. If there's a negative story, I'm happy to tear somebody apart. Uh, that doesn't sound like you, but okay. But it doesn't at all. However, when there's positive stuff, just be happy and accept it. That's it. That's my opening rant. How are you? How the heck are you, Jesse? That's what you would say. It's stupid. <laughs> Uh, I'm great, Michael. Thank you so much for drawing attention to something that needed to be talked about. Uh, you know, I'm all about the positivity. I'm sorry. I went a little negative myself, but you know what? We got it out of the way. The rest of our show is going to be a heck of a show for you. We got NBA playoffs to talk about. We're going to make wild accusations of who we think will be winning and who will be losing MLB update. It doesn't matter. Say the word prediction. Say that. Prediction. Nice. I think prediction is the more accurate word, but accusations are good. It's what came out in the moment of a rant. Uh, we've got our guest Ryan, aka Card Collector Two, uh, a friend in the hobby. He's going to be joining us. I think he's a friend. He's an acquaintance, if nothing else. Um, I have no problem with Ryan. I've no, no, no. I'm not saying like he's oh. an enemy. I'm just saying I don't know if I've actually ta- I don't talked to him, him more than once or twice. I don't twice. care for him having a kid. And announcing it right after I announced mine. That, hey, save Real that. story topper. Save it for the show. We've you were upset about this. A lot of releases and then a huge old mailbag. A lot of new people jumping in there, too. I did like that. Um, but let's hit them off with a... Let, you want to talk playoff of MLB? I do. Here's one last quick positive yeah, blur. Yeah, do it. Yeah. We, Tim talked to the local card shop here. Oh, yeah. We're going to have a big... Well, Jason, you're on the hook now. Shep's cards here in Hendersonville. Oh, God. We did are he not do- agree to this yet? Well, he kind of did. And we're doing it. Okay. Either you can get on board, Jason, or we'll break down that glass when you're not there. And we will take over that shop. This sounds questionable. We're doing a big kids trade night, giveaway night, probably early May. Hendersonville, Tennessee. Come on out. If Jason doesn't like that. I'll tell you right now. No, he's going to be in on it. He was all excited yesterday, as was I, as was Tim, as were you, as was everybody else. Who's, Ryan was can I. talk about that. He just had a big kids uh, card giveaway thing. Okay. Well, I'm just- not as good as ours. So <laughs> He's having a kid, too, and is probably going to be taller. Actually, he's pretty sure. I don't know. There's an equally. You never know. The height thing is up on the air on my know. side for undisclosed reasons. All right. Okay. NBA playoffs. I do want to talk about this. Let's what do you think about Mavericks? Oh, they're trash bags. Yeah. <laughs> Did you, what are your, what's your take? Cause I didn't realize until uh, yesterday that they actually, they were basically calling their shot of, Hey, we're losing this on purpose. Right. They tanked. Yeah, and tanked I knew like you, you knew it, but they were basically saying it. And I didn't realize that you can't actually <laughs> say it because if you do, then you can get fined and get in trouble. And now there's there is some speculation that they could lose their pick because of it. There could be punishment. I think I that would be a worst case scenario. I don't know if that would actually happen, but the worst thing that could happen to that team is them re-signing Kyrie. You think that would <laughs> Dude, he's the overall menace. cut your loss? I'm telling you, the short sample size we saw, get rid of the guy. You do not need to. They can give him so much more money than anybody else, though. I believe it's like five years, two fifty. The most anybody else can offer is like four years, two hundred or something. Holy. Don't. I know Cubes is busy on Shark Tank, 
Do not allow that offer to be made. If you, unless you just want to hamstring Luca forever, but that would be the most horrendous thing ever. Do you think um, they've just decided no? Oh, well, this is not a good trade, or this was not a good trade for us after all, and now no. they have to f- have this uh, draft pick so that they can try and fill a gap with Kyrie. They're signing Kyrie though. I, I just okay. you don't trade that much and have him play what fifteen games and let him walk. So okay, but either way, they're out of the playoffs. I don't really care about them they're too dead much. To us. Couple interesting lines here. First, so it's oh, so oh, wait, wait, wait. Can I just point out though one thing? Yeah, card pricing on both of them. Uh, Luca may have finally stabilized. He has not hit a brand new low uh, since. What's the, like his prism silver ten doing? Do you know that one? The silver is actually doing. Is it still like two grand. Uh, I think it's doing under that now. It's at sixteen hundred. What's the base but doing? It has hit two times now, <laughs> about fourteen fifty, and bounced back. So it looks like that could be the the resistance point. So, uh, the base is doing two fifty, three hundred. The base is doing two ninety. I sold those for twenty one hundred dollars two years ago. Feels good, but okay. uh, Kyrie, funny enough, is actually still he's he came down a little bit because he got up to about two fifty five. Prison PSA ten. His prison PSA first year prison. By the way, that's Um, a huge thing. It has. It's now settling somewhere around one ninety five to two hundred or so. The pop's got to be stupid low on that, though. 9.30. Yeah, that's what I mean. So you're talking 5% of Luka, not even. Yeah. Makes a little bit of sense. Um, there's a couple matchups here that I think are actually interesting for the hobby. But just to be clear, though. Please be clear. Can, can, should, should we think about buying Luka at all right now? You got to wait, right? It's too early. Yeah, you're just going to the You think he's going to drop some more, though? A, a little bit. But I also, there's so many guys with big money in Luka. I don't think you'll ever see his bottom just fall out. So. Okay. But if you're going to buy, you might as well wait. Like, why do it now? Okay. He's not going to do anything over the next three months that's going to help him. Can I make a suggestion <laughs> for any guys who want to no. go hard into Luca? <laughs> maybe go ahead and buy one or two now and then spread it out. Because, I mean, th- it could be well, you that like your, little, he your did cost hit. average. Is what yeah, you're that is that is one way to think of it is a, a okay. dollar cost averaging. But, yes, if you buy a little bit now and he does go up, you're guaranteed you didn't buy. Uh, you bought a little at the floor. But if he goes down some more, it's OK because you're going to spread that investment out. Right, not a bad there idea. So I don't want to, t- we, we're not going to recap all the playoffs here. We're going to do that a- after the play in games and things are settled. There's a couple matchups for the hobby. I think have huge upside. The most appealing first round uh, matchup to me, because either way there's big upside. I think mm-hmm. the four or five in the West, the Suns and the Clippers. I say this because, because you have major stars on both teams. Mm-hmm. All of whom are, are way down. Like Paul George is a forgotten hobby guy. Almost entirely. Kawhi, although I mean, has a Hall of Fame career already, has just been so irrelevant and quiet in the news the last two years. He's ridiculously cheap. I think the Suns are going to win that series because I think the Suns are the best team in the West with that lineup, which is good for them too. If if Durant can knock off, and Booker, by the way, Booker yep. pricing is way down. Durant and Booker, there's huge upside there if they can knock off the Clippers. And the first thing, they're still undefeated, right? The Suns ever since Durant joined? I believe that's correct. Yep. Okay. So either way, though, I think you have upside with an established Hall of Fame player, whether it be Kawhi, Paul George, or KD and Booker. I think that's a good thing for the for the hobby, no matter what. Surprisingly, the other one in the West is the 3-6. I don't think there's any world in which the Kings, although they are, well, they win eight games more, eight more games than the, than the uh, Warriors. I don't think there's any world where the Kings can beat the Warriors in a playoff series. If they do, though, mm-hmm. I mean, De'Aaron Fox and Sabonis stuff would go absolutely nuclear. 
Oh, well, I'll be honest with you. The fact that no one was ever expecting them earlier in the season no. to be here. If they even win a game and there's a, a mild peak, which I think there could be, I, I would move everything if, if your intent was to move those guys. I would do it then. But you don't think now is the time for investment because you don't think they can win against no, the Warriors? No, no. I just... The Warriors to me are still the Warriors. Like when they yeah. play correctly and they're they're healthy, they've taken their time getting guys back. Wiggins is coming back too. Mm-hmm. Um, which also, by the way, good news for Steph. This may be the quietest year in the last seven, eight years for Steph. We haven't heard anything about him. The MVP race has been dominated by all bigs, Giannis being the smallest, but all bigs. I actually think there's some upside here for the Warriors if they win, which I haven't thought in the past. Generally, their upside was championship or bust. This year, if Steph goes off for 50 in the first round, I actually think there's some upside there for him, which is a good thing. I've got a question for you on Curry. I'm not taking quite. <laughs> Curry uh, would be his fifth ring, I believe. Yep. Uh, I saw a post on uh, Instagram from Card Porn that basically was asking, what did people think would be the best for the hobby? Mm-hmm. And they posted Curry wins ring five, LeBron rings uh, wins ring five, KD, wing, KD wins ring three, yep. and Giannis wins ring two. KD. All of those other guys still have a lot of hobby relevance. Mm-hmm. KD has by has fallen the most by far. You think that's best for the hobby though? Because I don't think here's the thing. Well, he I think wins. he would be the most he would be the most impactful if it happened. It would definitely help his because I don't know I don't know what's happening. I would assume. Man, it gets tough though. Here's the thing: if LeBron wins a fifth, he's still no better than two in most people's eyes. If Curry wins a fifth. I mean, you've got to start talking about Curry in the top 10 at this. He's probably already Are kind of there. already? He's kind of outside, but with five rings. Okay. And, and this year, again, another ring without KD is just big for him. He won the cup, the two with him. Giannis getting a second. I mean, Giannis is already like a top 20 guy, which is ridiculous. So if he gets another, but he's also so young, I'm like, eh. That's where I think that that would be a good thing. Like the younger. So Giannis or KD? KD would just be such a resurgence though. Mm-hmm. And it would also mean Booker's winning a ring on that team. I think KD winning a ring would be the best. Now, there was a follow-up. They did another, and you can, you know, there's always an other option as well. But they also said Tatum gets first ring, Joker gets first ring, or Embiid gets first ring. Joker would be massive. Back-to-back MVPs, Mm -hmm. averaging a triple-double. He'll be second or third in MVP this year. And a ring, that's the one thing missing from his resume. That would be massive. He'd be much more impactful than Embiid. But at the end of the day, he's a big guy, and sure, big guys don't traditionally sell. Doesn't but have the investment. Triple double, back to back, yeah, MVP winner. That that may be a little different. So, anyways, I do think there's some interesting series out west. The only one I wanted to talk about out east that's appealing to me. Oh, I'm sorry. Did we, we want to talk play in at all? Not really. Oh, okay. I mean, I think the Lakers win, and I actually think, I think the Thunder are going to win. I think, and which the I, Thunder have to win too. Oh, they have to win. So the seven two, and eight play, that's right? Right. Yeah. The winner of that is the seven locked in. Yep. Loser plays the winner of the nine ten. That makes sense. Okay. I think I, you're going to beat the Timberwolves because Gobert is too busy punching his teammates in the that? face. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, he has a nine foot wingspan. How do you not know how to throw a jab? Well, it sounded a like wimp. They, when they talked about it in the locker room later, it doesn't sound like it was the first time either. I don't know. Maybe that's just like a normal thing. I said thing, that at the beginning but, of the year. He yeah. is a plague. The most overrated big in the game. He makes a couple great blocks. He gets totally exposed against good offense and he cannot defend the high pick and roll. What was interesting is they went on to win that game and they actually played better than they did when he's out there. So he's a to your point. Yeah, I. but I would love to see SGA go nuts and beat the Timberwolves and the Pelicans possibly. That would be huge. And I'm going to say this, although I've been dead wrong the last two years. If the Lakers go in as the seven, the Lakers are beating the Grizzlies in the first series. I'm sorry, Chris Vernon. What? Yep. 
I'll take really? you, I'll take you to a nice dinner here in Nashville. You think the Lakers? Been... That's a team again. AD and LeBron rested, healthy. AD's on. A, I mean, AD is playing lately, dude. Yeah. That team, and they've got some wing scorers now. They get a little perimeter defense. Everybody hates them, and I get it. If they're right, because mm-hmm. the other thing out west is like who Phoenix should be the best team, but they've played 15 games together. I think they're going to be, but but who knows? The Nuggets are the number one seed. I don't I don't trust them in a big playoff series yet. The Warriors, I, I think, are the most by far the most battle tested team in the playoffs, but they're going in as the six seed, which makes it difficult. The Clippers, again, good duo, but we haven't seen it in years. Yep. I actually think the West is a total toss up. In the East, if it's not Milwaukee or Boston, I'd be shocked. The okay. West to me is way more up for grabs. I would, uh, I'd agree with your assessment, at least personally feeling the Los Angeles Lakers have to win um, overall, but the Thunder, I don't know, man, watching them play is really entertaining to me. Savage pace. It really, yeah. It's like they're nonstop the whole game from uh, beginning to end. I, I don't know. I would love to see Oklahoma City come up and. Yeah. I don't think Minnesota can run with them. Yeah. Like the sheer speed of the game from their backcourt. That's a tough matchup. Although Ant-Man is, you know, he's, he's liable to go off of 50 and Zion's just, not even going to be, I don't think Zion's playing like any of the playoffs. Right? I don't think he, so. They're they still being coy going. about it, which is weird. So I, I don't know what that means. Okay. Um, out East, just a couple quick things. The thing I'm rooting for the most, which I think there's no shot of this happening. I'd love to see Atlanta get in as the, either the seven or the eight seed and win a couple games okay. against the Bucks or against the Celtics. Trey, a couple, Pricing. Like, yeah, just because Trey. Trey is so yeah. dirt cheap. And a couple years ago, Trey just was the darling of the playoffs. The villain of the playoffs, too, which was great. I think he's built for that role to go off for 50 in the playoffs. I'd love to see them go on a run. I'd like to see Cleveland win. I think Cleveland has a ton of upside in the first round, at least. I think they will beat the Knicks. Donovan Mitchell's a legit playoff scorer whose market is nothing right now. Darius Garland's still there. He's got upside. Uh, Evan Mobley. I just think there's a bunch of guys there who I, or not Evan Mobley. I say that every time. Scotty Barnes. Do you not? What I don't about, know. You know what's amazing? I can never keep those two straight. One's Toronto, one's Cleveland. I don't care about either team, so it makes it difficult. But I think there's upside with Cleveland is my point. What about Tyler Hero with Heat? I mean, he, he goes off here and there. That's I, the thing. It's I'm like, never overly impressed with him. I feel like that's one of those where you can't rule it out, but they are seventh. Oh, it is Evan Mobley. I'm a dummy. It's okay. Do you want to go back and cut any of it? No, no, no. Stupidity flies. I just think that's a like. I think that's a team that could do well in the playoffs. Donovan Mitchell, Jared Allen, Darius Garland. You know, Evan Mobley. I th- I do. I think that team could actually win. I think there's good upside for all of them in the hobby if they do. Okay, so that's play in. Wait, so no, that's just playoffs. I'm sorry, playoffs. Yep. Um, what about play in? I mean, I hope the Hawks win. I don't okay. care about anything else. Like, okay, the rest of those teams. It's you know, who cares? At this point, who do you think is going to win overall? Everything championship. I think the Bucks. You think the Bucks? Really? I, I kind of do, although it depends on Chris Middleton. Giannis needs a, a number two in the playoffs. Interesting. I, I don't trust okay. anybody out west. I actually think the Celtics have you know a good... the Celtics are eight and two right now. I mean, the they've Celtics, been playing well. The, Cel- oh, the Celtics are great. I just, man, Milwaukee's tough. And it's a homer pick for me. I, I almost shy away from it just because I don't want to sound like such a homer. Jinx. You're trying to anti-jinx it. I am trying to. Don't. Here's the thing. They've got the second best record right now. I know. And I will anti-jinx it for you. Not, I'm going to jinx it purposely. Boston all the way. They're going to win it. They're I could see like the Celtics and the Suns. Maybe even a rematch of last year. That Celtics, would be pretty Celtics cool. Warriors like last year. 
I would love to just see uh, someone who you're not expecting to win. I don't want to see the Lakers. Nets. I, I want to see, see the Nets beat Philly first round because all I have this year are, Phil, are Embiid fans tell me how great he is. He has never won a big playoff series in his life, and I hope that continues. To see Sacramento Kings not be in the playoffs for like 16 years and then make it, not only that, like they're third in the West, I would love to see them go all the way. That would just be, I think it would just be a really fun story. If anything, I think that would be the best for the hobby. Just sure. to see somebody who you didn't think could make it come up and their card prices. I mean, like yeah, we talked about, we'll would go, nuts. go crazy. Uh, just a couple quick baseball notes and we can go to Ryan. Is he here yet? I don't think he's here yet. Uh, O'Neill Cruz broke his ankle yesterday in a play at the plate. By the way, like soft play. The, the catcher didn't take him out. There was no collision. It was a very weak play. Oh, uh, Ryan is here, by the way. Okay, yeah. I, I, I didn't see any reason for the issue, but I hate the fact that he's going to miss two months now. Uh, that's brutal for him. And then... Uh, let me see here. Oh, the Rays still undefeated. Like you mentioned earlier, Brandon Lowe's having a, a season for himself. Like they're killing it. So yeah, yeah the Rays have been weird to watch. Nine He's still really cheap. If anyone thinks there's a good investment there, but you know what else is cheap tickets to that stadium average about 14 people a game. So there you go. All right. We have come to that part of our show where we bring on our special guest. In this case, Ryan, AKA card collector two has joined us. Ryan, how the heck are you, sir? I'm good. Fellas. How are you? Doing great, man. Thank you so much for joining. Really appreciate it. All right. First question, Ryan. Did you get your wife pregnant to one up me? Is this, this is the rumor. <laughs> there you go. There's I your did, intro, I, folks. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I definitely did not. Oh. De- de- definitely would never do that. Couldn't help but notice you're also having a boy. Little rivalry there, too. That's fine. I'm a little bitter, but I'm going to let it go. <laughs> What's your due date? <laughs> it's funny. I've actually never said this publicly. Um, oh, here it is. Breaking news. Boy, you don't have yeah. to answer. He has to. Uh, July. It's, yeah, July. Oh, I don't care and he's for this. coming and sooner he's gonna than be yours. Old. Okay, Uh-oh. last question. You, just a yes or no. Are you naming yeah. this kid Theodore? Because I will lose it. Uh, no, that that was oh, probably in our top 10 names, but no, that, that will not be the name. Yeah. How is that a top? We're good here. Ryan, thanks naming. for coming, buddy. Enjoy your day. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Let's get into some real, some real, the kid talk. For, for the people who don't know you, Ryan, what are you known for? What do you do? Yeah, so I, a couple different things. We uh, do a lot of content. That's really the big part of our business is uh, social media with Instagram, YouTube, TikTok, Twitter, Facebook, uh, really just a little bit of everything. Uh, and then I own a brick and mortar retail store in Grove City, Ohio, which is about 15 minutes south of Columbus. So a little bit of everything. Uh, what, you are also on a podcast, I hear. Is that the case? Yes. Yeah, I'm uh, <laughs> Lou, Tyler, and I record once a week. Uh, it's called Car Talk. So uh, we do that. Drops uh, once a week on Wednesdays. There you go. All the right, cleanest that's... shop my wife has ever been in. We stopped on a road trip once. That still stands to this day. I've seen yeah, pictures I... of the outside. It looks very pretty, too. I think I was out of town when you came by. I thought you were avoiding me, but you could have just been out of town. <laughs> bought some, I bought some wax there, though. We did all right. It was a fun time. Um, all right. First question for you, for, for real, aside from the kids stuff. Obviously, right now, we try to get different people's perspectives. You know, you've been around this game and in, in, in the game full time, like I have for years now, where you've seen crazy ebbs and flows, peaks and valleys. Like, what is your kind of take on the market today as it sits? Yeah, it's a good question. Um, this is something we talk about internally a, a lot um, because it it's hard. I think if you like take a step back and you see kind of all the things happening globally, um, the, the card market you would expect to be down 
a, a good bit, right? I mean, the the bank stuff, the recession here or there, war, like there's a lot of things that would tell you that like hobbies are not uh, not going to flourish, not going to do well. But then again, I, I will tell you like in shop, especially like those are the numbers I've, I've looked at more recently, like transactions are up an astronomical amount in store. Um, so it, there's a lot more volume. It's not, it's definitely not the COVID days where, uh, you know, prism football was $2,000 a box and what, you know, you would have less transactions, but higher dollars. Like your average transaction was hundreds of dollars. Um, now it's the tr- average transaction price is down, but there's a ton more volume. Um, I mean, for perspective, right. I'll just throw a little something out here. Uh, last, last Friday, Saturday and Sunday, right. We count that as a weekend on Friday. This recently, we did more transactions on Friday in store for good Friday slash kids trade night. than we did all of the prior weekend in one day. Um, so it's the volume thing is right now it's, I think people are really back to collecting, really picking up what they want. I think the grading thing is coming back again. Uh, so I see a lot of, I mean, to be honest, I think it's a lot of pre-COVID stuff with just more people in the hobby. Um, so I, I see a lot more collecting, a lot more set building, grading, that kind of stuff. I I think that is uh, where it's at. But yeah, definitely, uh, definitely an interesting time post-COVID. Now, what about shows too? I know you're super active at shows too. I see that you know on the YouTube content as well. I mean, you guys are everywhere. So, do you see the same thing at shows? Like same thing, busy transactions, more people in it, still active collectors. I actually, before you answer that, are you really active at shows? Like, I am curious how often you go to a, a card show. Yeah, I mean, the the show thing depends on kind of like what else we're doing for content. Obviously, with a pregnant wife, like my schedule has certainly adjusted compared to what it was a year ago. Um, I mean. A year ago, we were gone six weekends in a row. Um, so it's definitely different now. I think we're a lot more strategic about like going to the right show because that's the hard part now. And I think you guys would probably agree. Like, there's a lot of big shows. There's almost one every single weekend. There's multiple every weekend. So I think that's going to be one of the interesting things to see how that shakes out. Is can the market sustain major shows every weekend? While I did not go to them, I heard there was what was it a few weeks ago? You had the California show that I think it was Del Mar. You had Phoenix and was it Nashville? There was like three major shows in the same weekend. And I had heard from a couple people that a few of the shows did not like were not amazing. Um, And that's the kind of tricky part is like, how do you maintain multiple major shows across the country on a regular basis? Um, But yeah, shows are, shows are good. You definitely don't see the volume that you saw. Like I remember going to the Dallas show, like in January and March and May of like COVID, like was it 2021? It it was, it was something else. Like it was crazy. Um, there's still a good amount of people, especially like the big premiere shows. Um, but yeah, how, how that plays out, I think is, is anyone's guess. I've got a question for you about the hobby, your general take it. We see now, obviously there's a lot more people than there were 2000, you know, 19 and earlier, right? Like obviously the, there, yeah, yep. there, but there had already been a steady increase, not, but just not a huge spike in people. Um, obviously COVID 2021, we saw a huge influx. What do you think right now 
Do you, do you think it's sustainable if we didn't have all the marketing, all the content creators that came in from COVID and after to continue to push the market? Do you think we would still see these people in participating, buying, going to card shows? Wow, that's a really, really good question. Um, Thank you. I've never thought about that. Um, I mean, I, I think so. I think the hobby, I mean, the hobby... Yeah, I mean, it's hard to it's hard to quantify how many people are in here because of the the content and the the marketing push from that. But I don't think the the outside of the content. I don't think the you know until recently, like I mean, fanatics and tops. I mean, the the J Rod stuff. Like, I don't feel, feel like the market. It's the the hobby's been super marketed outside of the influencers. You know that outside of that. Um, and I, the reason I ask is, you know, we always talk about wanting good organic growth in the market. And it's, I guess it gets to the point of like, what can, constitutes organic? You know, like the market, the hobby, I'm sorry, was doing well and it was growing steadily, but it was still not as big of a place in 2019 and before that. But we've now since seen a lot of different things happen, including some major companies, a lot of money come into the space. And now, we see uh, us in a position of, hey, bring is bring your kids, bring your wives, bring everybody into the hobby as you want because it's a fun place and we like it. But my my overall thought at the end of the day is, yeah, I agree because that's why I'm here. But would these people be here if they weren't getting continuous marketing and pushing to come? So that's I think they, I don't know. I, I don't think influencers play that big of a role. Like us, Ryan, I would agree. Jeff Wilson, I mean, okay. Sports Card Radio. Like, I think those are, the, by the way, I think those are the only four brands that have major audiences. Mm-hmm. Us, Card Talk Pod, Card Collector 2, like that together. Jeff's and, and the SCR guys. But, like, if those all went away tomorrow. I think you're way off on that, but continue. That's major, fine. You think there's other major voices? Absolutely, yeah. Who? I, Who am I missing? Maybe I am missing something. I mean, I could go. I'd have to just pull up Instagram. But, yeah, but there's a no, lot of no really major ones. No one comes off the top ones. of your head, though. Daps um, is a major one in the card. He's a breaker. I. But I mean, he's an influencer too. Like you look at his content, like that, their thing is making content. I mean, I, I honestly think there's a ton more out there and I'm glad you include us in it, but I don't know if we would even be in the yeah, top five. I think five. people would be here either way. I think we're Whether in the top it, five in, in pod or we're in the top three in podcasts. I just think overall in content creation there, you got to go out there, man. There's a, so many Pac-Man is out there. A lot of these breakers are, yes, they're breakers, but they're also media companies now like it's kind of like synonymous for a lot of them because they got to push their brand they got to push themselves doing something different even to the point of the backyard when we talked about it this morning yes again i view it as a positive thing the big donation but the (gasps) some of those trolley comments do have a little bit of truth in them as far as like did they get a new pr person or something like that you know you gotta keep making content if you want to be relevant so I'm sorry. I know I, we kind of went off on a tangent there, but I do think that there is a big, big reason for new people coming in the hobby. And some of that is content creators. Maybe not as much. Maybe you, you feel less, but I, I think it's a big part of it. Yeah, I would agree that it's it, it is a part of it. And, and I think it could be an entry point to the hobby, um, but I don't think it's the reason people stay in the hobby. I think like I'd agree with it, that. Yeah, it, it is an exposure to sports cards. Um, but I'm I'm not sure it's you know truthfully like I don't think anybody sees hey I'm in the hobby only because I saw a card collector two video like I don't think that's the case I think it's a good entry point to 
exposure, like what buying, selling, trading, like what the hobby looks like. Um, but I, I'm not sure it's it's keeping somebody here. I agree. I think Once you bring them in, reasons. you got to hold them. Yeah, with let something. me rephrase it. I think there's a few, only a few of us big microphones, Ryan's included, that bring people in that are not in the hobby. I think the breakers, the daps, the backyard, they are capturing people in the hobby. But if you're not, if you're not collecting baseball cards, I don't think you see a breaker and are like, oh, I'm going to get back. In a, I don't think you understand what it is. I think it's almost the opposite of what you just said. Because I think you they're think they reaching bring out them to them like, keeping them. Well, kind of. Because I mean, like you think about, about the premise of our show is mainly for people who are maybe not only seasoned veterans in the hobby, but also newer people. But I don't think people are going out in their first instinct is I need to find a podcast to listen to, to tell me more about this hobby. No, no, no. But I think they hear it somewhere. Like we have ads on Spotify. People hear but our that's stuff. My to thing bring is, them in. I think they see the Instagram reel or like I would the agree TikTok with that. first Jesse, before I, they ever hear us. I would agree with that a lot. Like, some of, you know, Backyard's a great example just because of some of their, I mean, their content is very, um, it can be very loud and like it, it grabs attention. Like they do a lot of content. And I think there are definitely people out there that have seen a Backyard video of them pulling a major card and freaking out and, you know, one of Grant's crazy expressions or um, reactions. And I, I think that's like, oh, what is this? Like, what is this? I, I think that definitely draws people in. Um I mean, yeah. Pac Man's another great example. Like, you look at some of Pac Man's shorts or reels numbers, like, those videos do really, really, really well. And uh, I, I definitely think when you're scrolling through TikTok or Instagram or YouTube shorts, you see some of those things. And I, I, I think that's a pretty big entry point uh, yeah. to the hobby. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. Um, okay. So I've got a, a question for you. Do you do much in the way of retail? Do you know much about what's coming out, what's popular, anything like that? You're talking about like blasters, cellos, yeah. like that kind of stuff? Yeah. Essentially, uh, someone had asked, because you have a hobby shop, if you would have any good idea as far as like retail rips, like if there's anything out there that guys, sh maybe that uh, people could go out and make an investment on. Yeah. I mean, it's it's kind of two-sided for retail um, because you don't have necessarily the guarantees that you have in hobby. I think part of it is product line and then pro part of it is class. Um, so typically like when we're buying things to um, like overstock things that we hope to have into the season, it's the better products. First and foremost, it's the prisms, the optics, the selects, the mosaics, it's those things. Um, and then it is also based on the class. So like we have a good amount of 2022, like we'll get like prism blasters or um, mosaic blasters. We'll get stuff like that. But like 2020, we had a ton of them um, just based on like, I don't think the 2022 class is one of the, I think it's probably one of the worst ones in a while. Um, so it, it's also another thing we look at for, for investment type purposes is how easy is it to get, right? So cellos, fat packs, hangers, those things are typically a little bit easier than like blasters, which are harder to get than megas, right? So we typically, if it's an investment type thing, start with the rarest thing of the best product. And that's like fanatics exclusive. That's mega boxes. It's things that they make less of or is, are not as accessible as some of the other things. Okay. Yeah. I mean, that makes perfect sense. Um, so I've got I, another question too. Well, we've got, you just kind of, I'm always interested in this too. I, I, I think, um, there's a kind of a disconnect, right? And, and again, I'm not an insult. I, I put myself in the same category. I think you and I can sell things for pricing that other people can't because we have a following, right? Like just realistically speaking, when I go live, you go live. It's different than 
maybe a guy who nobody follows. Because we get the question a lot, hey, how do I, like, what should I be doing if I'm trying to get into the buy and flip game? And for me, it's like, again, it, it, it's tough because I'm like, well, I'm just going to grade it for free at SGC and then go live and get a bunch of people watching. And we're spoiled, right? We've worked hard to get it. So I don't, I don't feel bad for it. But I am curious, like, what is your advice to that guy? Comes into the shop, like, Ryan, I'm trying to be the next. I want to be card collector three. I want to get into the flip game here and really get rolling. Like, what do you tell those guys right now? Any spaces that kind of stand out to you? I think they already established that baby Ryan is card collector three. We haven't and this will be card collector four. We haven't four. established anything yet. Little Theo. Go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> He'll be SCN two. Little Theo. LT. Yeah. Um, I, I, the one I've always used is, uh, is buying in bulk, right? I think typically buying in bulk uh, is buying the work somebody else doesn't want to do. I think that's, I mean, that's why consignment is as big as it is in the hobby is because people don't want to do the work. Um, so I think, you know, it, it may be not as much as it used to be. Maybe it's more, I don't know, but like I used to buy a lot, uh, as I was progressing in the hobby from people that would like rip cases and like keep the best five or six cards and like, Hey, I don't want, I don't want the rest of it. And I would do the work on that kind of stuff. Right. So, um, value box plays, right. Buying five, 10, $20 cards at scale, doing the work there. Um, that's where I think the easiest point, one of the easier points in the hobby. And especially another thing I like about that, especially the value box plays is the cost of entry and the risk potential is so much lower, right? So if you only have a hundred dollars, like it's hard for you to go buy Joe Burrow autos and flip those like Roth cards, like Josh, he, he's uh he does a lot of content. Um, a lot of his stuff is like buying Mahomes autos and buying Brady and buying yeah, for most people. Got the yeah, end. That's that, that takes time to, to, to build up. And there's a lot more like the, the losses and wins are both higher and lower. There's more risk there. To me, it's it's buying numbered Tom Brady's and understanding why this set does better than this set. Or, you know, in 17 years, like Iowa Hawkeyes have always been one of the colleges I've always been able to sell really well. But those are things I've learned in repetition in buying a Marvin McNutt or Riley Reef or, um, you know, Ricky Stanzi patch auto that I might not have known had I not had the repetition there. So those are the type of things that I've learned in the hobby in 17 years that it's like that I found in value boxes, more that low risk, uh, uh, you know, takes more time. Um, but I've, I found more success in value boxes and buying in bulk um, than I have in other things. Can, can I ask a follow-up to that real quick? Sure. Just maybe just a quick add on who do you think shouldn't, go into the hobby, like to buy and flip, to get in, to become card collector for. What do you mean? Like elaborate? Like, well, like we're always advocating for, for guys to do this or that if they want to become, you know, good at the hobby. But obviously at the end of the day, a lot of things come down to, I I, I don't believe in luck, so I'm not going to say that, but like there's uh allocation that you guys have. That is a big factor in a lot of this personality traits is a big factor in a lot of this doing what you basically what you said doing what the other guy won't do and i know what we say typically is why some of the reasons why you shouldn't go into this do you have uh rules of thumb that you would say yeah maybe this isn't the the avenue for you maybe doing another part of the hobby another flipping aspect but going in as a breaker is not for everyone and i'm curious what you think guys should stay away from if they have certain traits of. 
Yeah. I mean, the easiest one to point out is like, if you're a degenerate or you have, uh, you know, gambling tendencies, like this is a, oh, a very e- easy hobby to lose a lot of money on very quickly. Um, as much as it is a hobby and it is fun to collect these cards, um, there's also a very big business and very big gambling side of this. Um, People you know, getting high s- on their own supply is what you're telling me. Uh, I'm not even saying that, but like, if you're looking to get into the hobby, like we see people come all the time, like, Hey, found, you know, I was listening to sports card nonsense. They were talking about this and I want to get into the hobby and I'm ready to buy some boxes and get some good cards. And people come in and they spend thousand dollars and they get crushed. And it's like, well, Hey, I just spent a thousand bucks. What do I got here? And you're like, well, that Donner's choice box, you hit a Malachi <laughs> brand of $13. Next- yeah, you hit a Malachi Brandon next day auto. Well, he's a Buckeye, and I would like that. It's like that card's worth, you know, box is three and a quarter. That card's worth $20. Like you just lost 300 Like, well, that's not fun, right? So um, I think that the, the gambling personality um, is one that like typically I'm like, hey, this is – if you have that, it's just – it's an easy – it's a quick in, but it's a quick out too. Like if you don't get lucky right away, and if you do get lucky, you just always chase it. Um that's, that's pretty easy. But yeah, like I think a lot of your points are there. Like not everybody should be a breaker. Like part of that is like self self-reflection, like not everybody's meant to be a breaker. Not everybody's has the patience to do the buy $5 or cheap slabs and flip those. Um, so yeah, I don't know if I have a great answer for that, but no, that that's was fine. Something. But I, I, I know what Mike typically says, and I go to him for a lot of the advice because he's been doing it longer, but you've also been doing this for a long time. I'm just curious if you see guys out there breaking and because I know you're on whatnot and they do, there's, you know, many, many thousands of breakers on there. And sometimes I, I'll go on and just scroll through and I'm like, why is this guy doing this? And I think there is a bit of, we do a harm to people in the hobby by not being honest with some of them, you know, why, by not just letting them know, Hey man, I appreciate what you do. I uh, appreciate the hustle, but maybe this, you know, maybe they speak monotone nonstop. Maybe they can't ask a question without using a thousand words, AKA your boy. Um, there is a, there's a disservice that we do to people, not only for them as wanting to be breakers, but also as the hobby grows, you don't want to see like a thousand empty rooms on a selling platform because guys don't know how to sell or what they're doing in there. So I don't know. I, I want to be honest with them. Yeah. But I think that also leads to a bigger conversation about like some of that might just be some people need honest critical feedback and some people can't take honest critical feedback. Like at some point you either kind of, I mean, it's tough. Like you either figure out that like, Hey, I must be not be doing something right. Cause I have zero followers or I have zero people in the room. Um, yeah. It's kind of like a, it's, it's a tricky situation because I'm all for like playing the long game. Like when I first started, like I, I had, you know, I started out with one follower too. And like, it takes time to build that. And sometimes you see things are working. Sometimes you adjust, like some people do, some people don't like, it's definitely a personality thing, but like, I'm not sure I could group everybody into a bucket and say, Hey, just because you have one follower now and you're monotone doesn't mean you'll ever. Um, sure. No, so, that's a good point. That's a good point. Tricky. Um, I had one other question for you from uh sprint, uh, 42, he is uh, one of our discord members. He wanted to know what your hopes, uh, are for fanatics as far as changes or new things that they may introduce over the next five years? Well, that's a good question. Um, I mean, one of the easier, more obvious choices, especially with like the debut uh, patch on the sleeve is game used. I think the ability to incorporate game used, um, that, I mean, that, that is, that is, you know, 
I don't think it gets talked about enough, but like some of the biggest cards in the hobby that have ever sold, like I saw Eric Whiteback tweeted something the other day about like these 11 players have had a card sell for over a hundred thousand dollars. And you know, there's a Baker and there's some of these big cards. And a lot of those cards are not game used cards. Like they're cool. They're, they're awesome, but they have no real, like actual tied any game ever. Like, you know, I think about it, like first time my wife and I went to London, like if there's a football game, like would love a Jersey from one of those games. And like, I know fanatics or tops has done in the past where they've got like the, holograms and some of the jerseys and you can scan the code and it'll tell you what game it's from like that i think is the the first thing like uh some games are worth more some games certain things happened like again just thinking about the history of sports and how cool it would be to get something from that like actual game like the only thing we really have now on a lot of these things is tickets right like again i think of some of my more memorable times in the hobby like lynn sanity imagine if you had one of those jeremy lynn jerseys on a card and you could be like, Hey, this Jersey came from one of those games or the David Tyree catch or, okay, um, we don't need to go there. <laughs> I mean, I'm a Patriots guy too, but like those, uh, things that matter, like it would be cool to be able to get the <laughs> pieces of those on, on cards. That would be the first thing for sure. I think that's the mo- the more obvious one to me is how do we get that? Okay. That's cool. I, yeah, like that. I agree with that. Nice. Well, there you go. Any events, anything you want to plug before you jump off here? Anything coming up? Um, I was just thinking we just had we just had kids trade night. I think that's another that thing. thing looked I, awesome, by the way, and thank you for doing that. That's a huge boost for the hobby. I feel like, yeah, it's very very cool. It's something I think a lot about. Like events I didn't have when I was a kid. Um, it's just an entry point for someone in the hobby that is younger to go and a little bit of a safe space. Not that I, I think most people in the hobby uh, wouldn't intend to rip off kids, um, but it's a good spot for kids to deal with kids, to learn about the hobby. You know, we have some great folks that help give stuff away, like Panini, Zion Cases, some of the guys that do our, some of our merch. Um, they donate a bunch of stuff. We give it away. It's it's a, it's a fun thing. So that's something I'm, I'm hopeful Fanatics will continue to uh, develop and push. Um, I know Panini's always come to bat for us to help some of that stuff, but continuing the efforts to push the next generation into the hobby, I think that's that's important. Nice. Awesome. Well, appreciate the time, man. Thank you for joining, Ryan. So, Ryan, Card Collector 2, check out the shop in Ohio. And, uh, yeah, follow him on his socials, YouTube. He's everywhere. There you go. Thanks, Ryan. Thanks. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Thomas's. Thomas's presents Technique with Tom. Slicing an English muffin with a butter blade? Boulder Dash. Just pull apart with your hands and marvel in the nooks and crannies splendor. For each one is unique like a snowflake. Thomas's. Huzzah! A toast to breakfast. This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25,000 miles on. I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? You take care of the maintenance, the oil, the brakes, all that stuff. And if you don't, 
you can have a car just completely fall apart. When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car. Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit JiffyLube.com. How much did you dislike what happened there? Because I know there was a lot of talking and you weren't involved. It was and fine. I, I, I didn't think you were into it. I don't think you liked it. No, no, no. I like right. He is one of the few people I actually respect the opinion of. So I figured I'd let him, t- I'd stay out of the way. <laughs> long questions by you, long answers by him. It wasn't a spot for me to just jump in and interrupt. Um, okay, that's I fine. Thought there was, I thought you asked some good questions, actually. Uh, oh, thanks, buddy. Okay. They weren't that good. I mean, just take it easy. <laughs> I know you do. No, I, 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 like I said, Ryan is a shop owner. He's big on, he's big in areas we have no presence. That's kind of what I wanted to know. He's a brick and mortar is... guy. He's a video guy. Yes. Like every time I talk to guys like that too, I'm like, oh man, like wh- when are we going to like just either get somebody to do it or do it like the video aspect? Cause it is, it's some of the people, the more I started thinking I about the views and all that stuff, I hats off. Cause we're not good at it. Like Tim and Pac-Man, some of these guys have made massive followings doing video. When we were talking about it, do you look it up just to see some of the, like, the views on some? Cause that, some of these things have like hundreds of thousands, oh, yeah. if not millions. Yeah. It's massive. crazy. Yep. By the way, I don't care about game use stuff. That's I never have. Interesting. I just want the card to look good. I, I am in the, I am in the vast minority, by the way. I just do not care. I want uh game use and I want the card to tell me exactly what game it came from. I, now that would be cool. I don't see why they, do- it seems like a simple enough thing. I guess. I mean, if they got a jersey that's game used, you would think they would know where it was worn. But sure. Yeah. Oh, I'm putting on my plea real quick. I need singles for the repack. We are flying through stuff. I'm literally not able to keep up with the buying right now. Graded, ungraded? Graded, ungraded, whatever. Star names. Hey, bud. $15. Right Start looking. No, thanks. $15 <laughs> up to 200 That's the range I want to be in. What is that card right there? First card no, you pull out. Oh, I'm not going to. What is it? Pull the first one out. George Hamilton card. It's a, he's an actor. No, what about this card? Who's that? Shaquille O'Neal, Team USA. Okay. Not you, I've being, got a lot. I've got a whole Shaquille O'Neal Not lot. meeting the minimum requirement of value. How about that one? Nope. King Griffey. Yep, $2. Good. You lie. I don't lie. I've got a number of autos in here. I've got a Josh Palmer RPA. I'm not going to hit the $15 mark. Have you ever heard of it? <laughs> Who's is this? Is that Otto Lopez? It's, uh, oh, is that Alejo Lopez for the Reds? It's uh, Daryl. Daryl Lopez for the Kansas City Royals. Uh, it's number. It's for he's for the Pirates. Forty out of ninety nine. I could not Bam. care. I got a lot of great cards over here, bro. You're gonna love them. All right, retail. Not new release. Well, which is it? New release. We got a lot of them. Let's start with Panini Basketball, the big one. Prism. Prism. When does it come out? By the way, it comes out on the twelfth. That would be Wednesday, two days How from now. I've been so out of the loop on this. I don't know. It does beg that question that you are spreading yourself too thin, which I've been saying for months, maybe a year. Uh, but go ahead. I mean, it's Prism. What's the price? <laughs> uh, it is $800. A little more than I thought it would be. What were you thinking? Like six, 650 $675? Yeah. yeah, I guess. I'm just, I don't know. I'm not in love with the class still. That's, that's my issue. And especially as they get knocked out of the playoffs, I'm really not in love with the class. It may very well go cheaper too. This was similar to... Prism football because Prism football started out on blowout for I don't know I think it was like seven seven fifty or something <laughs> like that and it was selling on Panini's website for I believe six fifty or six seventy five so uh, just because this is I got this pricing off a of blowout 
that may actually be cheaper from Panini's. I am just direct. down on twenty twenty two basketball, quite frankly. The, I, the, you know what? This kind of goes into a question from the mailbag. I don't want to. I don't want to distract. I think we need to focus. I know on the this. question you're talking about. You I know you do. I know you do. What do you want to do? Let's Real- keep going. But as far as twenty twenty two Prism basketball, you're not big on the class. There's two autos per box. Yeah, same breakdown as always. Yeah, yeah, I'm not big on the class. I'm not big on the upside right now. And the timing hurts. We're at the end of a season. This normally would have come out two months ago, three months ago. But at least it's during season. I mean, that's better than what is it, it? For oh, how many of these guys are actually, one guy is going to be playing still. That's what I mean. It's not really in season for these guys. Yeah. It's okay. tough. It's, a t- it's tough time, tough product, tough class. Okay. All right. Well, but I think there it will come down in price. I, I would think Panini comes out kind of in the 600 range like they did with football. Okay. On their websites. I wouldn't buy it anywhere else. I'd, I'd wait for them to drop it on Wednesday. All right. So buying a box versus going into a break, do you have a, a oh, grade? No, don't. I would not buy a box. I, I don't know what you're going to have to hit to break even. Okay. So yeah, breaks. Breaks. Get your team. Okay. Yep. All right. Cool. Uh, so Prism Basketball coming out Wednesday. Next up, I have a few different things. Which one did you want to go to? Just Any just down fire the line? It off. Let's go. Panini playbook. I like playbook football. Actually, the only thing I'm curious about is price. If it's not insane, I'm good. I don't think it's insane. Give me the first number. Three. Good. Twenty five. Yep, I'm all right with that. Okay. I like Panini. This is one I will break down by one, two, three boxes at a time and do PYTs with. I think playbook's a good product. Super nice patches. Vet heavy as well. And I, I actually do like the 2022 football class. So, yeah, I'm in on that. It's like a solid B product for me to break or to rip. Okay. Only four cards per box? I That's not bad then. It makes it fast breaks. Yep. Um, okay. Are you have, Do you have any of it? Did you get some? I think I'll have some loose boxes, maybe. Oh, nice. Okay. Uh, then Panini Limited Football. Actually, this, I believe, came out last week, but I don't believe we talked about this. I don't remember if it did anyways. We were, we were gone for the minute. I, I couldn't tell you the first thing about it. Limited is kind of a, an, I don't know. Is it more expensive than Playbook? So it is le- it's slightly less. It's $300. There's two autos, uh, including one RPA, one memorabilia card, one base parallel. And it has one 2004 limited tribute card in there. Um, as far as Penny Limited goes, I historically, have you been a fan of this? Mm, it's okay. It's just a very average product to me. Okay. I would, I would much for the extra 25 bucks, I'm all about Playbook. I got you. If it was okay. 75 bucks cheaper, maybe. Maybe. All right. Yep. Um, then let's go over to Tops Dynasty Baseball. Yes. Okay. So Hobby Box that comes out on Friday this week. What is the price of this stupid thing? <laughs> um, it is more expensive than anything else we've talked about. This is nuts, by the way. Dynasty is one encased auto per car, per patch uh, per box. Yeah, that's what I was wondering. It's, it's one patch auto, just one card. This stuff when it hit three hundred bucks a couple of years ago, it was like, oh man, it's getting expensive because what are you supposed to hit? That's worth $300. I'm guessing now the number you're seeing is eight or nine. Is that correct? Uh, it's 875. What are you supposed to hit out of that product? That's anywhere near that. I love the product, by the way. It's awesome. That is way too expensive. That's a real gamble. I feel like. Not even a ga- it, like I, I'm trying to think legitimately. I don't know that a Griffey covers your box price. So I don't know that a trout covers your box. I mean, maybe those two do Jeter. So they're guaranteeing every card is number 10 or less. Mm-hmm. Same as always. And let's see, number cards, a gold, one of one parallel. So if you got that, but as far as players go for a card that's 10 or less, I mean, 
we already established yeah. there's a few yeah, like here's the decent players this year. Oh, there's great players, but here's the issue I have with this product. So like, let's go through this checklist. Some of the all-time greats are in this thing. Frank Thomas. You hit a Frank Thomas jumbo patch auto, you should be pretty excited, except when you lost $600 on the box. Oh. You had a Cal Ripken. You lost six fifty on a box. Greg Maddox. Like you, that's what I mean. The pricing is just so ridiculous. Outside of Trout, Griffey, Jeter, J Rod, and mm-hmm. then the one on one cuts, but that's a whole different story. Okay. Outside of those four guys, I don't think I'm forgetting anybody either, by the way. Like, I don't think anybody else is touching the box price. Really? No, I'd be shocked. So, how? It's insane. It, okay, it, do you get into this at all then, even no. in breaks? Because, I mean, like, in a break, you're... I mean, if you're going to do a single box break, 30 bucks a spot for, for a 1 in 30 shot to hit the card? Yeah. I guess. So you're throwing away $30. I just... That's what I mean, man. This this product has no business being that expensive. It's a great product. It never should be more than 500 bucks. It's okay. insane. And I love the product, by the way. Not, some of the nicest cards you'll see. But at that price, like, what are you supposed to do? I am curious about what other, uh, like, 2021 tops dynasty baseball is sold for do you happen to look into it at all i i can pull it up you're talking like the singles yeah yeah yeah. just single prices of tops dynasty to just to see sure. i mean you don't really care as much about grading most of that stuff right because it i mean if it grades out it's a bonus but it's super thick cards with colored borders you're probably not grading out too much not yeah. gem anyways i mean i'm just going down all right so there's a mike trout that uh is a psa 10 what out of for? five sold for 2500 Okay. That was uh, that was sold Here a few weeks ago. Here you go. Let me give you some numbers. But everything else. Tom Glavin, right. Hall of Famer, 125. Buster Posey, Hall of Famer, 144. Vlad, 5 of 5, with a ridiculous patch, 300. Glaber Torres, 150. Uh, Bo Bichette, what's the one-on-one Bo Bichette, $500. Jordan, out of 5, $400. Oh, I did find an Aaron Judge that uh, sold for 4300 2021. It is a one of one, though. Yeah. Okay. I mean, that's so now I'm actually curious. Like, what's what's Griffey? Yeah, there isn't. I haven't I haven't seen anything above. Okay, so Griffey, by the way, number to 10 as a PSA 10, by the way. One of 10, PSA 10, 1650. His raw ones do about a thousand to twelve hundred. So Griffey sells above the box, right? That's one guy. Cool. Trout. Yeah, so Trout's probably above two. Trout's in the 900 to 1200 range, depending on patch. And I'm guessing Jeter's got to be right up there. There's too. a one soda. Oh, that's by, sold actually, in- I'm wrong. Jeter's not even close to that. Oh, really? No, Jeter's six to 700 bucks. Yeah, I was going to say the, there's a one soda out of five that sold earlier this year that made it up to $600. But, his other one's that, a but that's the highest I've seen. Yeah, his other one's a $400. That's what I mean. Like, in what world am I pulling a soda number to five and losing half my money? It's ridiculous. Like, it's you're getting. You're crushed. right. Yeah, Trout. Judge, those are really the only ones I've seen that you could actually make your money back on. And you're Griffey, still only barely making your money back It's just those three this year. It's Griffey, Trout, and J-Rod. Nobody else. Uh, uh, Griffey, Trout, J-Rod, I think is what I said. Okay. Nobody else you're making your money on. Well, there you go, folks. Maybe that's not the product for you this year unless pricing comes down on it per box. Again, this is blowout pricing. Maybe it's cheaper I've heard, through tops. I've or, heard direct is like almost as high, though. Really? insane. Yeah. Okay. Um... I think, oh, there, there was only one other product that I thought was interesting coming out, um, and that's WWE Hobby from Prism for 2023. The reason I thought this was interesting is because the box that we got last year, um, it was, again, that was the first year they did Prism for that. Oh, yeah, that's it, right. I think they, I saw someone post, is going for like twelve to 1300 or something a box. 
this year. Well, it was, but last year's dropped all the way down to like three fifty four hundred. Wait, I thought they were. It was what it is selling for right now. Was oh, I'll check. Yeah, okay. yeah, double check if you don't mind, because the twenty twenty three box is coming out at two fifty. Now, if you're into WWE, I think that's actually not bad pricing at all. Speaking of Shep, they pulled the one on one Roman Reigns in a shop the other day. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. What made you think about that? We're talking. Oh, Roman Reigns. Yeah, duh. he's a wrestler. Yeah, I've heard of him. Um, uh, so twenty twenty two is two seventy five a box. Oh, so that was okay. Scratch all of that. Then yeah. I must but have been looking right. at it, the. It, it was a thousand to twelve hundred for a while. When yeah, it first came out. I thought it was still doing something close to that, but um, apparently, yeah, that is not a thing anymore. If you're into wrestling, I know so wait, like the WrestleMania just came out. What did you say this year's was at? Two fifty. I mean, that's not a great sign. Only twenty five bucks less than the inaugural year of Prism. It's it, although at two fifty, it's not that expensive either. So it's probably a cool fun that's, rip. That's kind of my thing. Is like if you're into wrestling. Obviously, that has a much lower fan base than basketball, football, baseball. So yeah. I would hopefully expect them not to price that thing out of uh, the fans. Aver- the it's it's fans. not going to go up. I'll tell you that. Like well, after it, people saw last year. I Yeah. There's no way. That is a good point. Could you ever like go up from the I guess unless you just had the, an incredible rookie class for some reason. There but. was that one dude last year who was a big rookie we pulled. Yeah. Brecker. Uh, Ron Brecker, yeah. Ron Breaker. I don't know. Yes. Anyways. Couldn't pronounce it then. Can't pronounce it now. Two quick things to do by way of release reviews. Both came out last week. NT Racing and Stadium Club Chrome Baseball. Oh, yeah. NT Racing is awesome. Convincing people to spend a couple bucks to buy into an NT break of racing is difficult, but we ripped, like, that's the box we ripped this morning. Oh, okay. We had a Haley Deegan Auto, who's, she sells crazy high. Jimmy Johnson Dual Patch Auto, a, a low-numbered Bobby Allison, and a Sammy... Something. I don't know. The guys knew who he was. Nasty jumbo patch auto. It's 400 bucks a box for NT. I like it for that. So if you're getting to a spot, it's relatively cheap. So we do serial number breaks. I'm going to list some more today, as a matter of fact. Oh, okay. Um, 42 bucks a spot. You get one serial number out of the 10. So if it ends in a one and you have the one spot, it's yours. If it ends in a four, four spot, it's yours. It's relatively cheap to get into, though. That's the only reason I like it. And some of those sell really well. Stadium Club Chrome, by the way, I think has been unbelievable. Action photography shots loaded rookie class. The color's been good. The only thing weird about it, although if you take in the whole, it's it's a plus. We've had, I would say out of every case, two boxes with no auto and two oh. boxes with two or three autos. So if you're doing oh, it by the really? case, it's cool. But like the other day we did personals for a guy. He got no auto in it. Now granted back to back, I think it was an orange. Ooh. Was it it Alec- no, I pulled a, although one guy hit in his personal box, a gold Torkelson and then a blue J rod back to back, which is huge That's money. The way I was watching. So okay. uh, interesting news from our boys at Panini, by the way, Brett has left Brett on the NFT side. Yeah. Brett, who was running NFTs. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Where does it say where he went? Uh, yeah. Rhymes with Smatics. Really? Actually, mathematics doesn't rhyme with fanatics. I don't so. think that rhymes with anything, bro. Yeah, that's interesting. I didn't know, which is weird. What if I didn't think fanatics was doing anything? With well, NFTs. we talked about that on uh, Thursday's episode last week because I, I I got the story off of Sports Card Daily, um, and then a few other places. I think Card Porn and a few others have reposted. I think I mentioned four. They're saying six people now. Maybe so it is. It does make me question if they're trying to do some kind of hostile takeover because obviously. Whether we don't know the truth of what happened, whatever deal was supposed to go down with Fanatics and Panini earlier this year, late Ryan last Gray year. Ryan owes me $30,000. Exactly. <laughs> but obviously, there it got it stuck in enough people's minds that there was going to be some kind of deal where Panini was going to provide either licensing 
or or a full-on buyout, whatever it was, to Fanatics so that they could sell basketball and football before their official licensing kicked in. Obviously, it didn't happen. So now, and the rumor was that, you know, this is, again, all rumor, but the rumor was that Fanatics pulled out, that they didn't like something in the contract or something like that. This oh. is just, this is wild speculation, by the way. All right. I got to run in like six minutes. I got the, I got a baby visit today. Oh, you so. do. Oh uh, crap. We got a lot of lightning let's, round. Let's do like it. Actual lightning round. Okay. The face. Uh, <laughs> mailbag. Go. Let's go. I'm going to start with guys who we don't get often. Noah Halinga. Keegan Murray is the only big name rookie in the playoffs, helping the Kings to their first playoffs in forever. Do you think this helps his value? If so, how much? It could, but I think they're going to be a quick exit against Golden State, so no. I think now is the time to sell with this whole narrative. He's the only rookie in. Um, John Dudley, BGS, is apparently trying to reach out to collectors so that they can improve. If they were to give you guys the keys, what would you do? I invited Scott on the program today. He's a C. VO, something like that. Scott's running quite a bit of what happens at Beckett. He's the one who came out with the retraction announcement, the video. Correct. Mm -hmm. He did not want to come on and talk, so I don't want to talk about it. (laughs) Okay, fair enough. Um, But do do you have a suggestion? No. Okay. Open invitation. If he's here, I'd like to. If he comes on, we'll give a suggestion. If he doesn't, forget you. Uh, Let's go to Matt Donahue, MLB question. Out of the bigger rookies from 2022, who are you selling and who are you holding? I mean, now you have to hold J-Rod. You got to hold because I mean, not J-Rod. Now you have to hold O'Neill Cruz because he's out. Witt and Torkelson, I'm still holding because they've both kind of had a slow start. Although Torque had a couple hits yesterday. You can still sell J-Rod if you want to because there's going to be an opportunity to buy him back. He's still very expensive and he hasn't gone off yet this season. But his pricing also hasn't dipped. And I, I'm still buying Alec Thomas, the kid for the D-backs. I like him. I don't know how much noise he'll make this year, but I have a weird suspicion he's going to be good. Let's ask the question that we referenced in Mailbag. Adam Sickmiller wants to know, Mike's starting to talk about sports with a bitter old man vibe. How can we get help for him to recapture his childlike wonder for American sports? Bring back Tom Brady or okay. have little Theo be a sports fan. Oh, God. Next. Here's the real problem with that is because you know I'm going to be in that boy's life a lot, and I feel like I'm not going to help with that. Guys, I already apologize. You haven't helped kid with it, so I don't know why you'd help And mine. I won't. Let's go. She's a Pokemon fan, and that's fine. Joe, Jeff Howe, when it comes to transactions involving low-end slabs slash singles, has Mike seen pickups? Yes. Uh, seen, I'm sorry, seen things pick up, slow down, or stay about the same over the last few weeks? Pick up. Like, the, the black box retail we do, re, repack, I mean, has yep. been, like, flying. Singles auctions have been very, like Ryan said, transactions way up, amount is down, but transactions way up. Um, let's go to Sean de Redman, D Redman. It's not, it's not a duh, not lightning NFL quarterbacks to buy low on. Now, if I wasn't cash strapped, I'd be all over Mac Jones and Lamar Jackson. Your thoughts. I don't know about Mac Jones, Lamar. I like Lamar's way down. He's he's won a unanimous MVP and he may go to a big market team. Mac. I don't think has a super high ceiling in the NFL and Tua. I think Tua is a good buy. I think Tua and Jalen Hurts are both good buys right now. Tua and the whole health thing, though. Kurt Lang, if you were Spice Girl, if Spice Girls went back on tour and they were asked to you to join, what would your name be? Shorty Spice. Shorty Spice. What would my name be? Chubby Spice. Huh. Didn't even have to think about it. <laughs> Just immediate. I, I equally insulted both of us. I don't think it's as... No, you're in, right. Being called short's a compliment. I apologize. Short. A lot of people like short people. Who? Santa. Uh, <laughs> He's not even real. Uh, John C. Loriati for Mike as a Brady collector. Do you focus on pre 2010 and or inserts 
low pops, etc. What's your strategy? I buy everything. With Brady, it, to me, it's all about the aesthetics of the card. There was a card that came out last year and clearly Don Russ, which I don't even like that product. It was a just a total acetate, awesome looking card. I cannot for the life of me remember the name of it, but I just picked it up recently. Anything Brady I like. Yeah, okay. Pat's uniform, early stuff, of course, but you're going to pay for that. I like it all, though. Um, just a couple questions. Uh, last two. These are from our uh, Discord channel. Wheaton12 wants to know, Mike, thoughts on upcoming Dynasty Baseball? Supposed to drop Wednesday. Love no the checklist. product. Hate the price. Okay. Oh, we just talked about this. Yeah. Love it. But that's a painful price. So just absolutely not a f- I don't know how you it. get into it, man. Okay. I really don't. It's okay. just sad. So then Dark Spider 42, why doesn't Panini and Tops, why don't they, is the proper English, uh, why don't they label the variations of their cards on the back? So Tell Tops the started difference. doing that this year on Series 1. Oh, they did? Mm-hmm. I actually don't hate this idea. Like, especially it's a, the best idea. Like in Mosaic. I love it. Dude, Mosaic is tough. There's 57,000 variations. I wouldn't hate it if it was just printed somewhere small in the back. That's a great suggestion. Well, and by a cesspool of a place, by the way. Discord is terrible. Are you kidding? Great, Discord is a dream compared great, to the Facebook group. Great suggestion. Are you by, kidding me? What was that, guys? Spider, spider dark spider dark 42 spider. great suggestion it's the best because i was going on when i was selling last week on thursday night i was selling a few cards that i it had been a few years since i had them i could not remember the technical name for any mm-hmm. of them brutal it sucks yeah Hey, here is my plea i don't do this often but i'm getting sick of it we have a huge audience here we have a huge audience on social download the stupid card shop live app jesse is now selling on there <laughs> i am selling on there all the time we got a bunch of people on there selling Stop wasting your money in these other places. Don't Come over and hang so out with us. Though. No, do it or or get out. You don't have to get out. No, uh, but yeah, Jesse was on there. Jesse had a massive day in sales the other day, selling non-sports stuff, selling personal boxes, some sports stuff, some sports stuff. We got singles, we got repacks, we got stuff by the auction, whatever. Get on there. I have a child to support. Where's your Where's your conscience, people? Um, that was that was very aggressive. I Boom. I kind of liked it. Roasted. Though. We're back on Thursday with a guest. Uh, yes, we have the great curator joining us, a controversial I guest. will not be as quiet on Thursday. I have some questions for Danny, I think his name is. There you go. Sports Cards Nonsense brought to you by the Ringer Podcast Network, powered by Spotify. We will see you all Thursday, and goodbye. Goodbye.